This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Black Buffalo Zero products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of comparable products. If you're an adult age 21 and older who dips, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo Zero pouches. What are they made of? Pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves. Food-grade ingredients. Most importantly, there's no nicotine or tobacco. All proudly made here in the U.S. So if you're 21 and older and want to learn more about Black Buffalo Zero, head over to blackbuffalozero.com to learn more. You can buy their pouch online, ship directly to most states. Black Buffalo Zero, zero nicotine, zero tobacco, 100% ritual. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Uh, it's so good to have you in. We've had some really good guests in the last couple of days. And Justin Herbert, the Chargers quarterback, who I watched a lot of at Oregon, entering his fourth season with the Chargers, a Pro Bowler in 21, uh, Offensive Rookie of the Year the year before, a Pac-12 champ, a Rose Bowl MVP. And uh, you know what? He's a very humble guy, so he signed a new contract, and uh, he's not into that money stuff. That's not who he is. But I did hear when Patrick Mahomes signed a deal, Justin, that people said it was team-friendly. And, um, and Jalen Hurts, people said it was kind of team-friendly. And yours, similarly, people said, you know, listen, it, 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 the Chargers will not be, you know, handicapped with it. And I think some people look at that and say, man, you should take every available penny. But it doesn't sound like the negotiations were divisive or difficult. How did you view the whole thing, if I can ask, the contract? Yeah, uh, from what I heard, you know, the negotiations were pretty friendly on both sides, and I think that's kind of what I wanted. Um, you know, the Chargers organization, they've done such a great job taking care of us and, and supporting us, and I'm so thankful to be a part of it. And, um, you know, I, I couldn't be more happy with the outcome of it and, and being able to take care of this team and, and going forward. Um, but uh, overall, I think both sides, you know, they, they worked really well together, got it done, and it's not a distraction anymore. So I think that's a big bonus, too. So Austin Eckler said yesterday, he said, listen, Justin's different. It's, it's a different year now. We're going into a fourth season. So I, I want you to tell me, because you were a kid that was a good student, you were bright, you knew football. But this game is so fast. And Mahomes had mentioned year three, he's like, the light went on. So I don't know if the light went on for you, but do you notice this camp? Does it feel different? Um, it does feel different, you know, especially with the new offense and, and Kellen Moore. We, we've had so much fun putting in this offense so far, and, and I've really done my best to, to take control of this offense and to, to increase my command over it. And um, whether it's, you know, 
protections, routes, adjustments, things like that, uh, I feel like we're making it our own. And, you know, to have guys like Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, they're making plays on the outside, and you just got to let them play ball. And that's what they do best, and my job is just to get them the ball, so we're having fun at that. Explain how Kellen Moore is different than your other coordinators. So you had Shane Steichen, Lombardi. What? Explain to me as a layman terms, like, what will it look differently? Is it more jumbo sets? Is it more multiple? No more motions? What will be different, Justin, about it? I think we've done a great job of installing everything so far, whether it's jumbo or whether it's unbalanced or whether we're going tempo or slowing the ball down and, and getting bigs in there. I think we've done a great job of installing everything and being ready for each situation. Uh, Kellen's done a great job of having played the, the position that he really understands, you know, the protection, the, the time behind the line. Um, you don't have a whole lot of time to get the ball off, and so he gets that feel. And we've done a great job working with the offensive line, communicating um, exactly what we want with the protection. Um, so I feel like in that regard, you know, he's done a great job communicating that with us. Okay, so you had some really interesting rookies. Uh, Tom Telesco, your GM, is not only a friend, but he's done a very good job in the draft, especially with early picks. But sometimes you get stars in the fifth, sixth, seventh round. Is there a young player, maybe this draft or the last draft, where you looked at him, Justin, and thought, oh, he's ready to contribute. This guy can really play. Um, I think uh, Josh Palmer over the past couple of years has been awesome. He's he's talking he's taken so many big strides in the past couple of years, and uh, you know he might have been a later draft pick, but uh, he's one of those guys that has really stepped up. Um, especially when Keenan and Mike went down last year, he, he needed to step up for us big time, and he came through. And um, you know I think this year Q Quinn Johnston is is going to be an incredible receiver. He's a star already, and he's making huge plays. So um, I, I'm going to be really excited to watch him play this year. So Netflix has this new documentary on quarterbacks. Now I I don't know if you've got even a second to watch watch it but they've really shown the personal the human side the family the kids now, i'm sure in fact i think i read somebody called you or somebody called your agent and would you ever be because you're a pretty quiet guy um would you ever be willing to do that or is it something that's just kind of a turnoff for you um i have not been approached by it um but i think i'd be pretty boring on the show you know i don't <laughs> i don't do a whole much a lot outside of football um, so they, most of the footage would probably be just from football practice meetings and things like that. And we've kind of done that with hard knocks. So I, you know, I don't, I don't have too much going on outside of football. So, um, I might not be the best candidate for that. You know, it, it's interesting because the chargers are in Los Angeles and they obviously, you know, you're doing our show, but you're, um, and at Oregon, the same thing, you were the face of the franchise. It's not that you're uncomfortable with it. Um, but there is something about you kind of your, your own cat how do you kind of view the media opinionated guys how do you view it as a franchise quarterback in the nfl netflix guys opinionated guys it could be me it could be skip bath talk radio me how do you view it i just never want to be distracted i, I want to keep my focus on football and, and that's the most important thing and when i wake up in the morning it's all right how can i be a better quarterback better teammate better person um, and if you listen too much to what's going on in the media or, or on TV shows or on talk shows, I, I think you lose that focus and you can, you know, you can get swayed one way or another. And um, I, I just don't think that's best for, for me to listen to. And so I've done my best to kind of stay away from it, focus on football and uh, be a good teammate. So you walked into this team with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and some veteran guys. Now you're moving into the veteran stage. Are you more comfortable now voicing an opinion, being verbal? Do you feel like now it's kind of your club and these are your guys? 
it's gone by really fast, but I, I do feel that way. You know, I, I've gotten so comfortable around these guys, and it's such a great locker room and great teammates that, you know, anyone can speak up, anyone can talk their mind, and, and we can work on something together. And whether times are good or times are bad, being the same person all the, all the time is huge for us. And, um, you know, I've, I've felt like I've had much better command of this team, of this offense, uh, especially moving forward. So I'm really looking forward to that this year as well. Okay, you're a Pac-12 guy. You grew up in the shadow, uh, Sheldon High, Eugene, Oregon. Are you bitter about what's happened? Are you excited? What do you make of what's happened to the Pac-12, the top four programs moving to the Midwest and the Big Ten? Yeah, it's going to take some time to get adjusted to that. Uh, but I'm excited. You know, like, kind of like we said, it's a great opportunity for them to go play some football against some, some really good football teams. Um, growing up a fan of the Pac-10, um, it, it's going to be tough kind of moving on from that. But uh, it's a great opportunity for those guys to go branch out, um, do something special. And so I'm rooting on Oregon. I'm rooting on all those teams and uh, looking forward to watching some pretty good college football this year. So, Justin, you're about 6'5-ish. I think you're probably about 225. You look leaned up, so I don't know what your weight is. But when you come into the league, obviously as a college player, I watch at the Rose Bowl, you're bigger and stronger than a lot of guys. Then you get to the NFL, everybody's big, strong. It, it, kind of a weird question, but in terms of your body, you genetically you're a big kid. Are you trying to get bigger, leaner, um, your arm strength? Does it change? Like how are you physically four years now, professional training, how have you changed sort of not just the mentals, but just you physically? What matters now to you? Do you need to be bigger to take more hits? Take me through that. Yeah, I think that's a really good question. I, I think for me personally, I started about 240, um, you know, week one, and I try and maintain that for as long as I can. It's a long season, and, you know, injuries kind of rack up and, and dings and bruises like that. So you just have to be at your best physically for 17, hopefully, you know, 20-plus weeks. And, and so for us, it's, it's all about recovery, maintenance, um, keeping that strength going on as, as long as you can. Um, but, uh, you know, unfortunately with those injuries and, and bruises and things like that, you're not going to be able to lift as much. Uh, so for me personally, it's just trying to stay, stay on to 240 as, as long as I can. Uh, Justin, you had an injury last year. You didn't talk about it. It was painful. It was ribs. And by the way, you know, rib injuries don't heal quickly. There's not much you can do. You just got to have to let them heal. Can you now, in hindsight, talk about you played with some pain last year. How long was that stretch where you were just not 100%? Yeah, I think it was uh, several weeks where it, it affected me. And, um, you know, I, I had to unfortunately kind of change my mechanics a little bit. And, and because of the rib injury, I wasn't allowed to, to throw the ball over the top as well as I would have liked. And so I kind of had to, you know, alter my mechanics a little bit here and there. But uh, I, I felt comfortable going out there. I thought the training staff did a great job of protecting me and making sure that I was ready to go and, and safe out there when I stepped foot on the field. Um, but uh, it was tough. And, and time, you know, was, was the best thing for it. And, um, Eight or nine weeks down the road, we was feeling better, was was getting better, um, but it's it's never easy. But I uh, was thankful for those training staff watching out for me. Finally, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and you have been together now. This will be your fourth year. Uh, without giving away any trade secrets, are there things now? A look, a signal. Uh, do, are there nonverbal stuff when you are around these guys constantly? You know, it's just like your your brothers, your your family. Do you do you have now like a relationship with those guys, Keenan and Mike, that is grown and developed that you can sense? It's you can hide stuff from a from the viewer, from the defense that maybe you couldn't as a rookie. I, I think big time. I think that's a great point that you bring up. And, and being around those guys for so long, that you kind of understand the leverage that they get played against. And um, if a guy's inside leverage, 
Keenan knows that. Mike knows that. And they're able to kind of beat that and understand where I'm going to try and put the ball. And, uh, you know, the more time we spend together, the more defense that we look and see against, you know, their knowledge is only going to increase. And, and they're, they're so smart. They've been around for so long that we've got a great feel for each other. And it doesn't, it doesn't take long for me to know exactly, hey, this is the route he's going to run. This is how he's going to try and run it. Um, and Keenan and Mike, they're always trying to, you know, make things up and, and create these new routes. And it's a fun, fun experiment to be a part of. Austin Eckler's great. He's been terrific for you. He can catch. He can run. He can block. His contract situation, does it make you anxious? How do you feel about that whole thing? He's the ultimate teammate. He's an incredible leader of our offense, and uh, he's a great guy to have in that locker room, and, and we're pulling for him all the way. And um, as long as he's out on the field, you know, the Chargers have a good shot of winning. And so to keep getting him the ball, uh, whether it's running, passing, you know, he's, he's done so much uh, for this offense. So, um, you know, really thankful that he's on our team, got him figured out this year. So we're looking forward to getting him the ball. All right, Justin Herbert entering his fourth year with the Chargers, been an offensive rookie of the year, sixth overall pick, a Pac-12 champ taken time we always appreciate it congrats on your new deal thank you always a pleasure thank you justin herbert be sure to catch live editions of the herd weekdays at noon eastern 9 a.m pacific attention all wrestling aficionados wrestling with freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season this is freddie prince jr and i am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back and joining me once again is the one and only jeff die Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids, where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Callie, what do you say? It was. And that time when we did the science experiment and Billy made raisins dance. That is so cool, Billy. He did. <laughs> Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. That was me! <laughs> Bet you can't catch me. I'm going to get you. All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on StoryButton, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market. 
as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So the Austin Eckler situation has been, like all the running backs, uh, tenuous and prickly, and nobody's quite sure. Uh, I've said before, is he's absolutely fantastic and certainly valuable, but the greater the quarterback is, <laughs> the harder it is to rationalize long-term deals for running backs. Now, I think in the case of Jonathan Taylor and Anthony Richardson, there's certainly an argument to be made, you make the deal. Josh Jacobs with the Raiders and Garoppolo's health, there's an argument to be made. Uh, Austin Eckler uh, is really good pass catcher. Uh, so what is the latest update on that? Do we have that on Austin Eckler's contract situation? Uh, he's still, well, he's under contract. He wants a new contract. He's been very outspoken about that. So yeah, he's showing up for practice. He's sweating. So he's putting the time in, which I I've said before, when it comes to running backs, the man upstairs gave you a gift. Keep showing off, show up, play. Uh, Austin wants a new deal because he didn't, he didn't make any money. They didn't make any money when he entered the league, and he hasn't made the big money, and he's taking the big hits, and running backs wear down. So, you know, my takeaway is show off, do what you do. It will increase your value either in the room or around the league. So, also on hard knocks, um, there was a moment last night, and I've said this about Robert Sala. I, I think it's going to work. The first thing I look at when a coach, college or pro, takes over a program the very first thing I look at is, can you master your side of the ball? So the concern with Oklahoma is Brent Venables went to the Sooners and their defense was terrible. Forget about Caleb Williams. I didn't need you to win 12 games. You got to get the defense right. You can't lose to Texas 45-0. So Brent couldn't get his side of the ball right. Lincoln Riley's defense stunk, but the offense was great year one. You go back to Saban at Alabama. He got the defense figured out real fast. Kirby Smart, Georgia, defense fast. Pete Carroll, when he was up in Seattle, it took him a year or two to figure out the quarterback stuff, got the defense good, the draft good, real fast. So Sala has figured out the defense. So we know he's good. But but Big Fangio did, Mike Zimmer did, Brian Flores did. Doesn't mean you last if you can't get along with the quarterback or can't get productivity from the quarterback spot. But Sala is a big personality. He looks the part. He's an alpha. I think the players buy into him. And on Hard Knocks last night, I don't know what to make of this. He was telling the team about a story about an eagle and a crow or something, and here it is. I was thinking about you guys. I was thinking about all the excitement surrounding us, man. All of it. All of it. Did you know that the only bird, the only bird in the world that will attack an eagle is a crow? It's a crow. That's the only bird that will actually have the balls to attack an eagle. It will perch on the eagle's back and peck at its neck. So rather than fight back and tearing a crow to pieces like it can, the eagle spreads its wings and it soars as high as it possibly can. It keeps going and going and going as high as it can. And the higher the eagle flies, the harder it is for the crow to breathe. Eventually, the crow suffocates, falls back down the earth, and dies. That's what happens. Guys, we got a great deal of hype around us. We do. 
all kinds of expectations. And with great expectations, we know that there's going to be a whole lot of people, a whole lot of crows expecting us to fall on our face. <laughs> I think I like it. I think that's a good storyteller. Hard Knocks with the New York Jets streaming on Max, HBO Max. Did you like the story, Ryan? Was that something? I uh, yeah, I, I like I like what he's trying to do there. Um, yeah. It's become a bit of a trend that the coaches and their <laughs> opening inspiring speech may be something that's a little foreign to <laughs> everyday life and might be hard to relate to. But it seemed like the players seemed to be into it. Yeah. So look, he's got a good presence. So much of being a coach is spreading the gospel, creating the culture, and and getting belief. And so the good news is. When you watch these young coaches, do they get their side of the ball figured out? So Sala's absolutely done that. And now, um, and some of these defensive coaches, Tomlin, Sean McDermott, Pete Carroll, have not always been great developing, building offensive lines. Well, that's the Jets' primary issue, offensive line. Not blaming the coaches. Maybe it's just a coincidence, but Pittsburgh can't figure it out. Buffalo can't figure it out. I think the Seahawks are getting better, but for years they struggled. It was the weakest part of their team, the offensive line. So the Jets have got to figure that out. Dwayne Brown's excellent, but he's right near the end of his career. Mekhi Becton so far has been a bust. He'll play the right side, weight, knees, an issue. Uh, if Brown went down, you've got to move him left, and Aaron has never had a bad O-line. Ever. Green Bay does a remarkable job to draft and develop O-linemen starting with the second, third, fourth, fifth round, and it just works. So that's what I'm looking for. O-line. It holds up. Jets are very good. Uh, Ryan with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. Speaking of running backs, Jonathan Taylor has a reported has reportedly left Colts camp to rehab an ankle injury off-site. The 2021 rushing champ is in the middle of a contract dispute with Indy. The Colts are also reportedly meeting with free agent running back Kareem Hunt today. How do you see this plan out? You think they're going to try and bring in a backup running back or a fill-in running back like Kareem Hunt and just let Jonathan Taylor hold out as long as possible? Well, I don't think they view themselves in the AFC as a Super Bowl team. And so there isn't the sense that, um, and it's not a major market. Anthony Rich, they have a new coach and a new quarterback. So nobody's judging the Colts. You know, like you get Aaron and New York media and the Jets, you better win now. The Colts have the luxury, the ownership and the GM has the luxury of new coach, new quarterback, very little pressure. I am very interested. They're one of the more interesting offenses. Do they just let Anthony Richardson become sort of Cam, Big Ben, Josh Allen? Run the offense, wildly productive, 1,100 to 1,200 rushing yards, 10 to 12 touchdowns, and kind of feel their way through it. Because I think what they worry about is that if Anthony Richardson is as dynamic and successful running the ball as many project, he's going to gobble up 25% of Jonathan Taylor's yards. So why get him involved in a four and five year deal? So I think I think they, the advantage for the Colts, this is rarely an advantage in sports, is they're not going to be that great. And they got rookies everywhere. Coach, quarterback. So I think they just want to let it develop, see how it comes out. And But I... I, I think, listen, Jonathan Taylor's really good. But it's like the Austin Eckler thing. The Chargers love Austin Eckler. But why sign him early? Justin Herbert, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Quentin Johnston. How valuable is that position going to be for a second contract? So I think the Colts are going to set, play this out, let it watch it, see what develops. And 
I don't think Jonathan Taylor, though, has a market. There's no doubt in my mind he's absolutely got a market somewhere. May not be this market, it may be that market, but great always has a market. Absolutely. And to your point about Anthony Richardson and what we've seen with Shane Steichen during his time in Philadelphia. They can develop a system for a quarterback that's mobile and they don't necessarily have to be married to just one bell cow running back handing the ball off 35 times a game. Yeah. DeAndre Hopkins is at Titans training camp two weeks after signing with the team. Ryan Tannehill apparently played a big role in recruiting Hopkins to Tennessee. Yesterday, Tannehill talked about what they've seen from Hopkins in practice so far. He's been a big addition. You know, there's been a lot of those same things we've been talking about with everyone else, but we've seen some some huge plays from him. Um, mm. You know, vintage Hopkins that you've seen a- across his career of, of tight, contested catches, and he's able to elevate or or make the uh, the extended catch. Um, so as a quarterback, it's it's been a lot of fun to find those areas where I can put the ball where only he can get it, and then he's making the play. He's not known, I don't think, as later in his career as a great route runner. He's a good contested catch guy. He's good underneath and then yards after the catch. But the truth is with them is they have a hole in their roster. It's a pretty good roster. They need dynamic wide receiver talent. They have is it Alex Burks is a, a Trey Burks. Tra, tra, yeah, Trey Burks from Arkansas. Really nice emerging player. I'm not sure if he's a one. Probably will be. So I think for two years, this is the organization where it, I thought New England and Tennessee were the two places that made sense. Absolutely. Try to help add a little bit of juice to that offense. Yeah. One thing we've seen from. Mike Vrabel so far in his career as the head coach of the Titans is they always end up winning more games than you'd expect. Yep. C.J. Stroud is set to make his preseason debut tomorrow for the Texans. The second overall pick was named the starter by head coach D'Amico Ryans. His backup veteran Case Keenum spoke about how impressed he is with Stroud's progress. I think his his confidence, his unwavering um, mindset of just trying to get better, trying to put the team in the best possible situation, the ball where it needs to go, uh, with a lot of pressures, you know, I've I've never been drafted as high as he was. You know, I've never been drafted, so I, I don't know, you know, some of the pressures that go on there and other things that he's dealing with. So I've been very impressed uh, with his unwavering focus on getting better every day and uh, his confidence in that. So he's done a great job. Just don't know. Can he overcome the Texans' nonsense? And they there's heaping spoonfuls every year of it. I think D'Amico Ryan's will tighten the ship, but again. It's not a shot. When I say the greatest 10 quarterbacks of all time, and whoever they are, Terry Bradshaw, oh, he had Chuck Knoll. And Troy Aikman had Jimmy Johnson. Joe Montana, Steve Young had Bill Walsh. Like, it's very rare. Dan Marino, John Elway. Or Dan Marino, Don Shula. John Elway, Mike Shanahan. Big Ben, Mike Tomlin. Like, you don't find a lot of great quarterback, 13 coaches. So, the, yeah, I mean, Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid. Drew Brees, Sean Payton. So it matters. Like almost every quarterback that succeeds at a high level has got really good structure and a brilliant guy behind him. I mean, Matt Stafford, huge talent. The minute he gets an elite coach, first year wins the Super Bowl. Like it's not, this stuff's not coincidental. So I think CJ is good. And I think if he went to Kansas City and had Andy Reid, I'd be like, oh yeah, that's going to work. It's not Mahomes that's going to work. I don't think he – I think he's very – Jared Goff. Jared Goff could not overcome Jeff Fisher and that staff and then flourish with McVay. Jared's the same guy. But I don't think Jared or Stroud have enough juice to just overcome average game plans and an average infrastructure. They need help. 
Ryan with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Live. The superbly news. versatile all-electric EQB from Mercedes-Benz. Impressively techy, surprisingly roomy, available seating for up to seven. The vehicle's all electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. Learn more at MBUSA.com slash EQB. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio Listen to Comeback Stories. I'm Darren Waller. You may know me best as a tight end for the New York Giants. You may also know me for my story of overcoming addiction and alcoholism. You may have heard a few of my tracks as an artist or a producer. Uh, You may have seen the work that I've done through my foundation. And you may know my friend and co-host Donnie Starkins as well. He's a mindfulness teacher a yoga instructor, a life coach, a man fully invested in seeing people reach their fullest potential. And we've come to form this platform of comeback stories to really highlight not only our own adversity, but adversity in the lives of well-known guests with amazing stories. Catch us every week on Comeback Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids, where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Callie, what do you say? It was. And that time when we did the science experiment and Billy made raisins dance. so cool, Billy. He did. (laughs) Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. That was me! (laughs) Bet you can't catch me. I'm going to catch you. All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on StoryButton, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, 
the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Saturday, it's Baseball Night in America on Fox as Ronald Acuna Jr. and the NL East leading Braves take on the Mets or Shohei Otani and the Angels battle division rival Astros or Brewers White Sox. Saturday, 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific on Fox. Check for the game in your area. I'm just looking at the, the on my phone, I'm looking at the Major League Baseball standings. Braves are the best team in baseball. Then there's a series of Baltimore Dodgers, you know, Giants. There's some good teams, Brewers. The uh, the Mets are 21 games out of first place. Lost eight of their last ten. What a disastrous season! What a mess! And they just and they just gave up. They traded everybody, uh, seemingly. Uh, Cubs are interesting. Dodgers, Giants, Diamondbacks. The the National League West is pretty good. It is. I just can't buy the Orioles are 70 and 43 and remain hot. When was the last time the Orioles were great? Not good, great. It's hard to buy into that. You got to see them in the postseason. Yankees 11 and a half back. Red Sox 12 back. How the world has changed. I it doesn't feel that long ago that the Tigers, the Yankees, the Red Sox were just powerful. And the Tigers have been on a 10-year circle the drain. Yankees, Red Sox, not the same franchises. All right, time to play yay or nay. Would you, would I play these quarterbacks in the preseason? Uh, I feel differently than I usually do about this preseason because there's so many unanswered questions. All right, let's start up first. Should Aaron Rodgers play in the preseason? I actually think he should. New team, new coach, new system. Garrett Wilson, McCole Hardman are new guys. I don't think he has to play a ton. But I'd like to see some live bullets. I'd like to see 15 snaps. Um, I mean, Aaron's in good shape. Aaron's also good enough that he'll get rid of the ball fast. I You're, you're going to get vanilla defenses. I don't worry about that. Some scheme, some blitz. But I, I, I don't think it's a terrible thing to play a couple series in a couple games. I really don't. Should Tua Tungavailoa play in the preseason? No, we got concussion concerns. Also, same system, same offensive core. There's no radical additions. I don't think there's any reason to play him. And let's be honest about it. If he got dinged up, he's out for a month and a half. And this team in this division can ill afford not to be full steam ahead week one. I think they open up with the Chargers. Like, they get no breaks. Miami's schedule is rough. One of the tougher schedules in the league. And they open with Justin Herbert on the road right out of the gate. Should Russell Wilson play in the preseason? So I would play him. New coach, new system. He's got to build trust. They also have a new offensive line. Mike McGlinchey now at right tackle. Ben Powers uh, at guard. And also he was tied for the most sacks, I think, last year in the NFL. So again, I, I think he and Aaron should play a little. I don't have a problem with it. I What I'm interested is that he has lost weight. That's been you know well documented. I get a little twitchier Russell Wilson. I hope I get the the, the, the mid-career Seattle Russell Wilson where he moves a lot, basketball, kind of football on grass, basketball on grass. I hope it looks like that. 
Should Jimmy Garoppolo play in the preseason? Up and down, probably say yeah, because he's building a relationship with a bunch of really good offensive players, including Devontae Adams. So even though he knows this offense, he threw, the other day there was a story that he threw like four picks in practice. So he's obviously, he's not all in on all the timing here. So I, I think I think I'd probably play him. And if he's gonna break, he's gonna break. At some point, you gotta play guys. Should Lamar Jackson play in the preseason? No. They've won 23 straight preseason games in Baltimore, and he's only played in four of them. <laughs> he does not need to play. Uh, now, again, you could say, well, he's got all these new pieces. Absolutely does. But when you look at the last two years, how they've ended, and his injuries, what's the point? I, I, I got, I got no interest. It's like Tua. Like with Tua, what's the point? Should C.J. Stroud play in the preseason? Yeah, because actually, yes, because wasn't he splitting time with Davis Mills? I think he shared snaps. So I'm going to see him play. And again, he's a rookie. Get him out there. I I, I, I want to see the gap. I'm really actually, I want to see the gap between C.J. Stroud and Davis Mills. Is there one? Mills is not a franchise guy, but he's, he's got stuff. He played Power 5 football. So I want to see the gap. I want to see him play. Should Trevor Lawrence play in the preseason? No. Uh, he played extensively in the first two. One with Urban, one with Doug Peterson. I don't see the point. Uh, I got coaching and mostly roster continuity. They've added Ridley, uh, Calvin Ridley. But I I think at this point, again, it's the, it would be like Justin Herbert. What's the, what's the point? Just because you got one new wide receiver. I got coach, system, mostly roster continuity. They spent a ton on free agents last year in the offseason. So what's the point? Should Anthony Richardson play in the preseason? Hell yeah. One year at Florida, completed 54% of his throws there. I got to see him. This dude is big. You watch some of the YouTube stuff and the practice video. This dude is yoked. He is big. And I just think he's got a huge upside. But what we, the question about him at Florida was consistency. You can't get that at practice. I mean, you gotta, you can't get that at inter-squad games. You gotta, you gotta go play people, even if it's vanilla defensive schemes. You gotta get out there. Should Dak Prescott play in the preseason? No, I don't. He hasn't played in the preseason in years. I wouldn't play him. I mean, they added Brandon Cooks, but he's the longest tenured starting quarterback with one team in the league at seven years. You kind of know what you get. Um, I did think it was interesting, though. The three picks yesterday, that's not good. And I, we got video. One of them was a bad pick. Should Brock Purdy play in the preseason? Uh, no, because of the elbow stuff. And and also, they got to figure out, I, I, I think they have to show off Trey Lance. So to me, I don't need to see a lot of Aaron Rodgers show off Zach Wilson. But if you have three quarterbacks battling for it, I wouldn't play Purdy. I would get Darnold. I want to see Darnold and Trey Lance get a ton of snaps because I think they're going to move Trey Lance, and he also needs the snaps. Should Justin Fields play in the preseason? Yes, because, yay, because they had so much turnover. DJ Moore, uh, Robert Tanyan, um, Chase Claypool came last year at the end of the year. They got a lot of moving parts. Um, also, they drafted Darnell Wright, the offensive tackle, so they got some movement on the offensive line. Um I'd want some snaps. I I think his in-pocket growth is the story this year. I think the roster's much better. They just added a rush end for a year. I want to see him in the pocket. I think more snaps, the better for him. Should Jordan Love play in the preseason? Yeah, I'd like to see anything. First of all, they have a very young... They have two rookie tight ends, Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs. 
And according to the stories, Musgrave, the tight end from Oregon State, crushing it. They got a bunch of kids. And by the way, Christian Watson Young and now has a different quarterback. So I, Jordan Love, I'd play every snap I could. Every snap I could. Last one, should Bryce Young play in the preseason? Yeah, and I can't wait to watch him. New coach, rookie quarterback, some size concerns. Everybody worries about that. But again, if, if you're going to get hurt, you're going to get hurt for if you're small. Um, I think he's – they're my surprise team in the NFL. My surprise team in the league is the Carolina Panthers. I think they're going to be really interesting. That kid upstairs learns offenses really fast, accurate, growth, leadership, smarts. I think they're going to be good, and I think they're going to make the playoffs. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.